Welcome to Nourish. I am Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority, you, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, strengthen your mindset, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You have a lot on your plate, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. Tell me, friend, do you have that person in your life that regardless of where you show up, they walk into the room and immediately you feel safe, you feel loved, you feel comforted just by their presence. They haven't even opened their mouth yet. I will tell you for me, one of these people are named Iffy Jennings. She is on our show today, and I feel like I'm going to jump out of my skin from excitement just because knowing that I get to spend time with her already means my heart is that much more expanded. I'm going to read her bio, so you'll see just a touch of why I feel this way, because I know you're going to feel it very soon as you get to know her yourself. So here we go. Iffy Jennings is the proud founder of The Kindness Network. TKN for short. And to share just a little bit about her journey and her extraordinary adventure, she is a mom of three boys and the wife of a 17-year Army veteran. These roles, combined with her personal experiences in toxic work environments and witnessing the challenges of job loss, have deeply influenced her belief in the power of kindness. In addition to founding the Kindness Network, she is actively engaged in various organizations dedicated to making a positive impact in the world. She serves the Black Entrepreneur Board, the Children's Museum Board, and Hunger Free Colorado Board. These opportunities have allowed her to contribute to causes close to her heart and the work towards creating a more inclusive and compassionate society. Amen. Throughout her career, she has had the privilege of serving on the community and local government affairs team at Excel Energy. And in this role, she has effectively managed city and county political, business, and company relationships. Drawing upon her background in healthcare and strategic management, she has built key external partnerships with nonprofits and public and private sector clients as well. Over the course of 10 years, she has honed her skills in streamlining processes and implementing innovative solutions for nationally recognized programs and projects. With her bachelor's degree from Colorado State University and an MBA from Regis University, she is equipped, and I would have to add more than equipped, with the expertise (laughs) to drive positive change and make a lasting impact. Oh my goodness. As a passionate advocate for creating positive change, 
Ify has been honored to receive notable accolades. She has been recognized as one of the BizWest notable minority leaders and acknowledged as one of the 30 most influential business leaders in 2022. She has been absolutely humbled. These acknowledgements serve as a testament to her dedication to making a difference and driving positive impact in our communities. It says, and I'm going to jump in here on this one as well. She says, join me on this journey of kindness where together we can make a difference and forge a brighter future for all. Let's utilize our collective knowledge and passion to create lasting change, building a world where kindness thrives and becomes an integral part of our daily lives. Together, we can create a more compassionate and inclusive society. Iffy Jennings, welcome to the show. (laughs) Oh my goodness, it is my absolute pleasure. I, as you know, I have a big heart. And so when I see the guests that are lined up, I always get excited. But I think a lot of my listeners can often tell in my voice, the people that I get really excited, and I hope you know, (laughs) you are absolutely one of them, just because of the joy you bring to the people all around you. And reading your bio, I didn't even know you did half those things. It doesn't surprise me, but I didn't know. So, wow. Just wow. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I've been looking forward to this all week. Like, you know, I think we talked a little bit before that I was like, this was a rough week, but I knew that at the end of this week, I got to chat with you today. So I'm so excited to be here and talk about things that are happy and compassion and just spread love like you do throughout your podcast. So it's so exciting to be here. Mm, Yes. Just even the word kindness in your company, that is one of our values here at Michelle Fox Culinary Nutritionist. And so before we jump into the juicy meat of this conversation, I would love to give my audience a little more taste of your amazingness by inviting you to play a game with me. Are you open to a rapid fire question game? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. So I promise I'll, I'll go easy on you. Okay. Let's start with, can you give us a film that you really love? Okay, so first, I love Hallmark murder mystery movies. And there is one about a baker and she's, it's called like Carrot Cake Murder Mysteries or something like that. And it sounds so silly, but I love to watch them just because I know nobody's actually going to really get hurt or at least I'm not going to see it. Uh, And then the other thing is I grew up on all the Lethal Weapon movies and so for some reason, if I see that they're on Netflix, I will always watch them. <laughs> now, Lethal Weapon, are those the, the corny ones? Is that, do they have kind of like a corny sense of humor to them? No, there's like Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, and they were like these cops, and they would get into like these things. And so they did like four different series of those like in the early 90s, I think it was. And so for some reason, I don't know if I should have been watching them at that age, but I got to Got it. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> next up, since we're doing rapid fire here, let's see. Yep. What is one thing that people often get wrong about you? My name. People usually think my name is Iffy, right? And so they often kind of turn it into Vicky or something different. So my name always gets, people don't think that's really my name. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Okay. 
Last but not least, would you be willing to share with us a childhood story of you in the kitchen? Yes. So um, I grew up in the South. And so I really learned from my grandma because I would spend the summer with her on how to make these I don't know if this is the correct name from it, but they, we called them whole cakes. And so it was kind of like this cornbread or pancake looking cake like um, bread that we made and you, you ate it for breakfast. And so I learned at a very early age how to make it. I don't think it would be approved by you um, because of the ingredients that went in it, but those are one of no the- No judgment here. <laughs> fun times <laughs> to learn how to make those things so early. And so it became one of my favorite things. I don't eat it anymore though. Proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) And also I, you know, me, I never want to have people suffer. Like maybe we could find a way to make this recipe gluten-free, dairy-free, maybe even sugar-free. Like maybe that's our next challenge of some girlfriend time together. Yeah, that would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you for sharing. And I know that our audiences, there's a lot of crossover in our mutual communities. And one thing that I love is that we can use this term food as a love language. Obviously I talk a lot about food. You talk a lot about kindness and just going off of the title food as a love language. I kind of want to take a step back and ask you when you're looking at Gary Chapman's five love languages, which one do you tend to relate to? I score the highest every time, no matter what year I take it on acts of service. And I think it's because it's how I show love, right? By doing or taking things off of people's plate or being present with them. So acts of service is my top one. And I think that's where kind of the food piece come in as well. It's, it's a way for me to build relationship and community around some type of act that I'm doing for someone else. It's like how I show love and how I like to receive it. Hmm. So acts of service is mine. What's yours? So mine is quality time. And I'm sure that surprises no one. In in my desire to create community, I feel part of that is selfish because I'm like, I just want people around me. So if we're hanging out in the kitchen, I'm happy to do the cooking. If that means you're going to stay and talk to me, you know, I'm particularly thinking of my teenagers right now. Like that's the one time that I get their undivided attention is in the kitchen and at the dinner table. And so at this part of my life, quality time means means everything to me. Well, I love that. And I can so see that, especially it comes through on how in your brand and how you do the social media and do the videos of you like cooking in the kitchen. And I've also had the opportunity to be a part of your classes. And so I can tell that that is a big part of it because you spend so much time not only preparing for them, but also when you're in it being very intentional about how you're interacting with your students in your class. So I can see that. That's great. Thank you for mirroring that back to me. That truly does make my heart very happy. And so you're just such a natural encourager. We, we, let, yeah, let's just flip the table. How about you interview me on this podcast? I'll just sit back for this one. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Because I have like 10,000 more questions. So let's start here. Yes. I have a second screen up and I'm looking at your gorgeous website and your gorgeous store on Amazon. We will of course put the link in the show notes because I want everybody to come over here. I, and I, you have my word because I didn't know you had this until reading through the notes and doing my research, but you have my word. I will be buying a t-shirt after we get off this call because these are beautiful. And I just want to read out loud for my listeners on the Amazon 
page, it says, we are the Kindness Network, a global women's apparel brand focused on leading with kindness. Our mission is transforming the world one life at a time through clothing empowered by positive messages to make it popular. Just reading that alone makes me very curious. Like, where did this idea come from? Like one, we all just know you just exude kindness, but where did the idea come that you believed in yourself that you could spread the message to others around kindness? And then part B, how did the apparel store come along with that? Yeah, I'm the oldest of three. And I grew up in Louisiana and my mom passed away when I was 16. So we moved to Colorado with my aunt and uncle who also has kids. And so I ended up, ended up being somewhere in the middle when we were with their kids. But I'm the oldest out of the three girls from my mom. She's another reason that I started the Kindness Network. She literally embodied kindness. Like, how is it that all your kids thought they were the favorite? Like, it was like, no, I was her favorite because I got to do this. And my sister was like, I was her favorite, but I think she was really good at understanding what we what we needed to feel loved. And she did it for each of us. And I have yet to figure out how she did that because I'm still <laughs> like, how did she do that? We literally thought we were all the favorite. Like everybody just thought they had the secret that they was the favorite. <laughs> what a blessing and what a legacy. Uh, so, you know, I have been in corporate America for over two decades now, and I was in healthcare and went through major layoffs, right? Like my position was eliminated from one position and I was really devastated to be honest because I really loved my job there. I think more, what I loved more than anything was the community and the leadership because they led with empathy. So I moved on and went to another job where that was not present at all. And in that transition, I noticed that, and I got laid off from that job too, actually. It was like a year apart, so two layoffs within a year. And I had a chance to kind of slow down a little bit and notice how unkind people were being on social media, in the news. And it was actually wearing really heavy on me. So I wanted to create a space where kindness was celebrated. And so out of my own selfishness and wanting to be like, I can't be the only person that's kind of tired or worn down by all the negativity from people using their words and actions as what I like to call not depositing kindness currency back into the world, right? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to create a space where kindness and empathy is celebrated and hopefully others will come along the journey with me. So we started as an XE greeting card line where we had digital cards, people to go and download them. And it was just me wanting to use my words for good and infuse it back into the world. And so we transitioned a little bit after that, because as you know, as an entrepreneur, you learn a lot along the way about what's not working and what does work outside of your friends and family, which I am still learning. Um, so Amen. Amen. Transition to a dropshipping company and had the tagline one kind word. And it was my way of telling people to take each word, right, and use them for kindness. And so <laughs> That kind of left people with a little bit more of a question mark on what does it mean? And so I wanted to create a product where it kind of was a standalone product, like regardless of who read it, they got the messaging and they can make it more personal. So then we transitioned to live a kind life. And it really was have a lifestyle of kindness, right? Not be perfect, but be on the journey of kindness with me. And so that's kind of how we got to live a kind life and the kindness network. 
I will say that I want the Kindness Network to be more than a clothing line, though. I want it to be this movement and lifestyle where people embrace kindness and really focus on women who prioritize leading with empathy and kindness in their personal and professional life. And want to move the company in a direction where we not only support that, but provide resources so people can do it more easily and have this community to talk to. So consider yourself officially invited to join us in Tamarindo, Costa Rica, this coming February, February 28th through March 3rd to be exact. And I want to ask you something. Are you ready to be completely pampered? Well, prepare to be amazed by our exquisite villa in the charming town of Tamarindo, which will include a massage and a private chef. All of that in the most important agenda, which will be for you to relax. Imagine going to sleep with the sounds of the ocean and the trickle of your private plunge pool every evening. Picture a completely supportive environment that helps you return to you. Your imminent relaxation, my friend, is my command. Let me pamper you. Join us. Go to michellefox.com forward slash retreat for all of the juicy details and consider joining us. I would sincerely love having you in this circle. I'll talk to you soon. How fabulous. And I just know human beings are very visual. So I love that you are starting with the t-shirts because one, they are beautiful, but the message of kindness is very clear and transparent. I'm just excited to get my own t-shirt so that I can be part of your community to continue spreading this message as well. So on that note, because, you know, reading this bio of the million different hats that you wear, mom, board member, wife, business owner, working an eight to five, like, How do you find that you're giving kindness to yourself? I will say the idea of self-care, I think that can get absolutely overused. But when you use the word kindness, like there's just a softer, there's a softness to that to me. And so when I throw that back at you, how do you, how do you show up to show kindness to yourself? You know, it's a great question. It's actually a mantra for the Kindness Network, right? In order to be authentically and genuinely kind to others, you have to start with yourself. And if I'm being completely transparent and vulnerable in this moment, it's a reminder for me, right? Because wearing all these different hats, I sometimes forget kindness for myself, self-compassion for myself, taking better care of myself, eating the right foods, right? I get into this role where I just start, you know, we talked about my love language is acts of service. So I get into the role where I just start doing and doing things. And then I get a little grumpy and a little tired and a little, you know, imposter syndrome, right? In the moment of, I can't do all of this. This wasn't meant for me. And when I do that, I'm reminded of the mantra again. And I know that I haven't taken a moment to be kind to myself. I haven't taken the moment to check myself talking inner voice, right? Sometimes I need to say, you don't get to talk to me like that, right? I haven't taken a moment and uh, I can't believe I'm gonna say this to you, eat the right foods, right? I haven't had enough vegetables in my diet, you know, whatever. It's a reminder to me that self-care is a priority. So I need to make sure that I carve out my workout time. I am an introvert by heart, As much as I love people, it makes me tired. And normally the jobs that I take are external facing. So when I come home, 
I don't get to shut down either, right? I have this family that has been waiting for me all day to tell me about their day and how things are going. And I've noticed that some days I come back and I'm not as present for them. I don't even want to hear <laughs> what everybody has to say. I want to go to my room. But you know what I do is then I check myself in my private moments to say, if I'm going to be kind and good to everyone externally, the people who deserve it the most are the people that are in my home, my kids, the people that are most impacted that if I don't get to wake up tomorrow morning, right? <laughs> so it's a reminder to me that the self-care regimen is so critical to me on not only being able to show up for them, but also externally as I kind of wear all these different hats. And that's not easy to do if I'm being honest. Mm, I so love your transparency about that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, of course. Yes, because I do think it's easy to take our families for granted because they're always here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we do need these reminders that, yeah, they deserve our highest and best just as well as we deserve our own highest and best. And so the opportunity is to yes. look at how we can give both our highest and best. I like to share with some of my groups that when we're looking for time management skills, because a lot of people, somewhat of what you're saying, are saying, I just don't have time. There's too much on my plate. Yeah. I will say there was a time when I was working in corporate about four years ago, and I was trying to build this business and yeah, eight to five corporate, the three kids at home, the husband, the dog, the garden. And so I finally broke down and I went to therapy, which I'm so grateful because the therapist, what she had me do was carve out four hours. She's like, everybody has four hours. And of course, as soon as she said that, I'm like, uh, no. And it turns out, well, actually, yeah. And so I made it Michelle time on Tuesday nights. So after work, that got to be my private time. So husband didn't know where I was. Kiddos didn't know where I was. You know, there's no mommy. There's, I would go to sit in a park sometimes for a couple hours with a book, or I'd take myself out to dinner. Or I'd go to a movie, but that was just like my alone time. And I just remember feeling like as long as I can get to that Tuesday evening, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Cause once I had that time to like relax and I'm like, Oh, I kind of miss my family. And so then I was ready to come home. And so that was the ticket for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you carved out the time. I was just <laughs> meeting with an executive coach about time management over the last week. And, you know, a lot of time in my day job, it's a lot of me being external facing, but I miss time on meeting certain deadlines, to be honest, just to be able to have desk time and meet the requirements of being external facing. And she asked me about a block of time that I had on Fridays on my calendar. And she said, so why would you schedule over it? Like, what are some of the reasons you would do that? I could only come up with one. I, and one reason why I would do it. And she's like, well, why else would you do it? And I said, I guess I don't have a reason. Mm. It was a reminder to me, like it, give yourself permission to not schedule over this time and get the things done that you want to get. Because, you know, you and I are similar, like we don't want to miss deadlines. We are committed to our work. If we own it, like if you give me something to do, I'm going to make sure it gets done or I'm going to take it very personal that I didn't finish something that should have been done. Right. And so when she said that, I was like, I have no reason not to honor that time. <laughs> and as we're talking, it's kind of a reminder as well as having your personal self-care time. Like, why would you need to schedule over that time? Like, what are some of the reasons that would put you there? And once you know those, then you know what your boundaries are. Yes. So you should be a therapist as well. I <laughs> 
we'll just add that into the mix between you and I, we'll just have like 50 jobs at all times. No problem. (laughs) I love it. Since self-care is so important, I am fine with harping on it because I want to add one more item that works for me now as not a full-time entrepreneur. The woman who actually introduced us, I believe, Makisha Booth, gets the credit for introducing me to the amazing Effie Jennings. And in one of her workshops, I remember she was very strong about us pausing and creating CEO time and putting it on the calendar and protecting that time. And so for the past, I'd say almost nine months now, my CEO time is from 5 a.m. to 9.30, and I refuse to schedule any other meetings outside of that. So that's my time for my meditation, for my prayers, for my workouts, for my meal planning if I'm a little bit behind, but that's just, that's like all me time. And that actually is what helps me stay balanced throughout the day. And so I just offer that up as well to my fellow entrepreneurs. Yeah. I mean, when, especially because if you work full time and have a family, it's easy if you're don't plan ahead of time to let things slide, like email marketing. If I don't plan those and schedule them ahead of time, and if I'm waiting for the week to say, I will have time to do this, it doesn't happen for us. And it's hard because you know there are so many things that's depending on other things to happen for marketing or branding or, you know, when you wear all the hats, um, how to figure that when you are trying to figure out, I should say, how to wear all the hats because I don't know that I'm wearing them quite well. But... Well, from the outside, it looks amazing. So on that point, I want to say, speaking of what looks amazing, as I'm back on your website, I so love that you're body inclusive. Like there's all different types of bodies on here. So kudos. Thank you for that. Yes. And then too, like there's just so much energy. It's like, yes, I want to live a kind life. Um, So you and I are talking about maybe some of our self-talk and maybe some of the things we do to take care of ourselves, but I know people look at you as a leader. And so when you're in your counseling, speaking of all the hats you wear, when you have one of your counseling hats on and, and you know, somebody's struggling, what is one of your messages around kindness? What is maybe a mantra or something that we can say to ourselves when we're not feeling like we want to be all that kind in the moment? You know, uh, some of the things I think about is just kind of what is the voice saying right in the moment and being able to combat it. So for me, if I'm hearing you're not enough, then I start thinking about the times where I have accomplished something that was really hard. And so I'll be like, this is not bigger than you. You can do this too. You got this. And then, you know, I think another piece is before we get to that place is having moments where we take a moment and really check in with ourselves. Like, really? No, how are you today, Michelle? How are you feeling? And if it's not kind of where you want to be or you feel like you, it's a little bit different for us because we feel things, all the energy in the room, right? So it's like, you know, how are you, how are you dealing with the emotion that you're feeling and being okay and giving yourself grace in the moment. The one thing I like to say about the kindness journey is that it is very much a journey. And I used to say that you carry around this kindness survivor bag where you pack it with love, kindness, compassion. And then sometimes along the day, other things get into it, right? Like maybe we're grumpy or maybe we were negative or maybe we were judgmental or maybe we didn't handle a situation that way. Well, the beauty at the end of the day is you get to unpack it and start over the next day 
and pack it right back with the love, kindness, and compassion and start over. So, you know, I think you, one of the things is there will always be tomorrow, right? As much as we possibly can. So if you wake up the next day, it's an opportunity for you to try again and give yourself grace and compassion in those moments. Nobody is perfect. <laughs> and I have to constantly remind myself of this, right? Nobody is perfect perfection over progress. Let's think about that a little bit more. And I'm saying this, I'm actually talking to myself at this moment, right? Like just to be completely transparent. One of the things that I do when a friend is having a hard time, I just try to listen Mm -hmm. in the moment. And then, you know, me, I will find the moments in when you are ready to hear what is really happening and how I'm reflecting back to you or mirroring back to you what I see. And that's one of the ways I continue to try to encourage Girl, you killed your podcast. You've been doing that for almost a year. I remember when you <laughs> was starting it. That's incredible. I'm a big believer into giving people words that really define what they're good at. And it may be coming from a place of when I, the current place, where I'm still trying to identify things that I'm good at and things that I'm not. So if I can put words to it for somebody else, I do it every time. <laughs> And you're such a natural. And so for my friends who are listening, these are the three things we're going to do next time we're having a rough day or beating up on ourselves. We're going to hear Ify's voice in our head and we're going to give ourselves grace. We're going to give ourselves compassion. And at the end of all that, we're going to just try again tomorrow. Today it happened. Tomorrow's a whole fresh new day to start. Ah, Thank you for that. Even though I lead the Kindness Network, I'm on a journey too, right? Things that I'm usually either talking about or reflecting back to other people are things that I'm dealing with as well. So it it comes quite naturally for me to know that, oh, Michelle needs to hear about how awesome she is today. Oh, I spoke to her last week and she was struggling with this. Let me call her to check in and see how things are going, right? Like it, it would be something I would want someone to do for me. So I take pride in being able to do it for my friends as well. You know, I have to actually pause on just hearing you say that because that just touched something on my heart, which is on social media, we are trained to just promote all the beautiful, light, happy things, which Mm -hmm. I am so grateful that I get to promote the happy parts of my life. But I don't share a lot of the darker sides, which you have actually, I've been comfortable to share some of the darker sides with you. And so one of the things I love about the podcast is I think there's something about our voices in people's ears that makes people feel more in our circle and more a part of this conversation. And so they can know, I truly want you to know that there is no such thing as perfection in my life. And so please do not be fooled by social media because yes, I am 100% authentic on social media and that's only showing one side of the story. Yeah, and so for you, Ify, do you see that in some of the work that you do with, you know, your focus on marketing? Cause you're, you have a beautiful message to share, but also as you've been so beautifully transparent here, you have real life issues too, that maybe don't need to be on social media. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like there's, I, I used to say there's home iffy and work iffy and home iffy may be a little more authentic. Well, you know, we got to navigate a little bit differently in corporate America for a number of reasons other than just being Black women that have to learn how to know when to speak up or when to pull back and read the room. 
But I think home iffy and work iffy is when I was speaking earlier about how I learned that home iffy is not being so kind, right? Like home iffy is tired and exhausted and she needs to take a moment to figure out what's going on. And so I recently did a video about parenting with kindness and thinking through what does that mean and what does that look like for me? And for me, I really want to leave my kids with the legacy of empathy and kindness and they need to see it in me first before they see it anywhere else in the world. And I sometimes hit the mark and sometimes I don't. But what I try to do is always come back to them after the fact, because so for some reason at night is when I get to reflect on all the things that Iffy has done for the day and where she felt like you might have, you yelled <laughs> at him, right? Or you were impatient with your husband or you missed this at work and you probably could have picked this up in a different way. Like, those are the times I reflect on all those things. And sometimes I do something with the information and the other times I, I beat myself up about it, right? And so I have to remember, those are the times when, I'm, when I get to reflect back and say, you don't get to talk to me like that. Here's how I can talk to him. So I'll go back and apologize to my kid. Mommy was a little rough that day on this. This is what I really needed you to do in the moment, right? Please stop jumping off the couches when I asked you to the first time. <laughs> Or, you know what, I could have been more patient with you with your homework. Let's sit down and figure this piece out right together. So there are so many moments where, you know, I try to reflect back kindness and have to remember that the mantra is for me more than it is for anyone else that comes along with us is you have to be kind to yourself in order to show authentic kindness. And I think that kindness comes from what am I putting in my body to fuel me for the day? Or what is it that you say? Um, you something about your brain, and I had never put that together before. Like the food that go from the, I'm gonna let you say it because I'm not gonna say it correctly. But I had never, <laughs> I had never put to the food that I'm eating and how it's fueling my brain as well, right? And so you know, what are those pieces? Am I working out, and how am I interacting with my kids in a way where they feel like this legacy of empathy and kindness is something that they'll see from their mom? <laughs> Not necessarily everyone in the world would be like, oh, she had the Kindness Network organization. But when she came home, I don't know who that lady was, <laughs> trying to figure out how to balance that, all those things. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. It's not, but it's doable. And it's something we all should do, right? It's work. It's a journey. So every day might look different. Hmm. And that to me is kindness in action hmm. for your children to be able to see, oh, mommy has the humility to come back and right her wrongs. Like not every child gets to see that gift in their parents. So kudos to you. Thank you. I will say I'm also looking at your beautiful Instagram grid. You are just shining brightly. And one of the things I see is a random acts of kindness that I'd love to leave our listeners with. One of the quotes I see in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Yeah. Oh, oh, that just gets my heart. But then I would love as we close down, there's another post where you talk about random acts of kindness for our listeners. Would you be willing to read some of these random acts, if not all of them? Okay. Yes, I am happy to do that. And so the random act of kindness, one of my favorite ones is reach out. I think we sometimes get disconnected from each other by being on social media. So one of the things I try to do is that if someone crosses my mind or I'm thinking about them, I try to take that moment to reach out to them either by voice text, 
this drives, I drive some of my friends crazy, but I want them to hear my emotion that I'm bringing to them, whether it be a joke or something serious. The next one is share a smile. And I just think it's easy to do. Sometimes you don't know, like that might be the kindness interaction that the first and maybe for some people, the last kindness interaction they'll have with anyone. So I think a smile is easy for all of us to do and make a difference. Volunteering, just being someone that will pour back into others as well as how people pour into you. And then it says grow goodness. And I think grow goodness here means a lot of different things, right? Growing goodness with our words and actions and how we use them to deposit them into the world. And it could quite literally means grow goodness like the garden that's probably in the back of Michelle's yard. Actually, I know it is because I follow you on social media and I saw you in your phone. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, and then spread peace, right? Let's use our words and actions for good. Give a hug. Some people aren't huggers, but I certainly am to my friends. <laughs> you are one of the best huggers. Yes, and amen. And then feed friends, which I think is really the food as a love language, an opportunity to come together have meaningful connections and relationships all around doing something good and food is something that we can all do together. Hmm. So those are some of my tips on random acts of kindness. But if you go to our social media page, there are plenty of them on there to share with you. And it is our word, it's our way of infusing kindness back into the world. And it, it, it warms my heart when people either react to them or add to things that they've done, um, because I know that we're growing kind of more globally on sharing kindness and infusing it back into the world that we live in. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So all of my listeners, we are going to the Amazon shop. We are getting our t-shirts. Of course, that link will be in the show notes. Then we are heading over to Ify's website and we are signing up for the email list so that we can stay in touch. Is there any other ways you want us to plug into your community at this time? Yeah, follow us on Instagram at firstkindnessnet. We post daily on there to pour into your kindness cups and bring your hope tank back up if it's feeling low. It's also one way that you can just kind of engage with the community of women leaders that are on there that really want to connect with other women that lead with empathy and kindness in their personal and professional life. And then our website is thekindnessnetwork.net. So please feel free to go on there, look at our resources and let us know what you need. If there's something else you need as a leader in order to lead with empathy and kindness, We're always looking for different ideas on how to support. Leading with empathy and kindness. Ify Jennings, you embody both. So thank you for taking out time. I know time is a very precious resource right now. So I am so grateful you are willing to share some of your kindness and your wisdom with me and our community. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Nourish. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet. I've got show notes for you. Hop on over to michellefox.com forward slash podcast when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you've just learned on today's show. And then of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities, one person at a time, and it will help you because you will be part of that mission. 
I'll be back next week and I encourage you to keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. Big love.